Hey gang, welcome back to Out of Bounds on the Backdoor Cover Network. I'm Phil, and as always, I'm joined by my main man, Kyle. Kyle, what's happening? You know, just uh, sitting here, you know, after a long day of work. Got my Phillies just got their first win. I'm watching the Sixers play the Celtics. And uh, I'm dreaming of this weekend, man. We got a, we got a nice little lineup of, of XFL games. So I'm, I'm ready to dive in after we... Do a little recap. I know we we missed last week, so, but uh, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. We had a uh, we had a less than stellar race weekend. There was five races, one of which was in Australia. So I was on little to no sleep, and I'm I'm just starting to catch up now on it. Uh, but I'm really excited. My Sea Dragons, Kyle. We got another win. This this wagon is rolling, baby. We're five and two. I'm hyped up. We got the USFL starting in two weeks. I mean. There's going to be a lot of action coming up. I'm I'm very very excited. It's a good time of year. Yeah, no, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season when you know we picked our teams and we went through and you know we kind of split our uh, you know our, our little home field advantage, if you will. Um, it looks like I went the wrong way because my uh, San Antonio Brahmas are are getting pecker slapped week by week, you know, and it's it's really hurting me. So it, it's kind of strange, Kyle, how you ended up on probably the worst team in the league. Yeah, it's I mean, you know, up until this past week, which we're going to get into, but the worst, you know, I felt OK because we might have been like the third worst team. You know what I mean? You know, you're kind of sitting there with Vegas and you weren't really sure. Um, the Brahmas were sitting there at, at, at two and two and four. But, you know, Orlando sucked. They were the worst team by far in the league. They were a dumpster fire. And, um, you know, this week they go out there this past week and, and they beat the best team, and the only undefeated team left. And they looked like a completely different team. Quentin Dormady looked like a fucking stud out there. And now I don't know what to think. Now now I'm back to square one thinking we might actually be the worst team in the league. Yeah, no, that that is for certain because the the one in six guardians under the tutelage of Quentin Dormady, they look good. And I, I had uh texted Arch in the in the book club and I said this cat can spin it. And uh, you know, he, he's a backdoor cover machine, which is <laughs> the name of our show now, by the way, which is pretty cool. Uh, but this guy has quickly become my second favorite quarterback in the league behind the Danuch. And uh, Kyle, this this one in six Guardians team, they look really good. In fact, so good, my first pick, the first play under the, the backdoor cover moniker will be the Orlando Guardians at 180 to one to win the XFL championship. Yeah, and you know what? I'd like to sit back and and say you're crazy. Like that's a terrible bet. But I mean, DC has been the best team in the league, bar none. The only one that I thought was kind of close throughout was Houston. They have completely fallen off. We need to fade the fuck out of them. They look lost out there. The other team was that we had in the top three, which is certainly a number two, maybe vying for that number one spot. Is your Seattle Sea Dragons? And they still looked the part. They look fantastic. But DC was always number one. And it's been that way since we, I think we put them at number one. I think around week, week four, if I'm not mistaken, we put them at the top of the chain. And, uh, man, they were, they, they, they just, they played well everywhere. Offensively, defensively, they didn't, you know, 
they didn't give up a ton of points and they just always seem to be in a really good position uh, on the field. You know, they're, they're a really well coached team. And this week we saw that any team can win in this league. And we just saw an 0 and 6 guardians team go out there and beat a six and O DC defenders team. And like I said, I'd like to call you crazy, but I mean, this, league seems the, the the deeper we get into it, it it seems more and more built upon momentum and you know you saw houston take that loss houston was four and oh and they're four and three now mm-hmm. they took that loss and they they've just crumbled and it's a little bit crazy because they've lost all momentum they can't even score the football now they they had 92 pass yards this last week they look to be in shambles and DC, you know, I, I just want to get back to this DC Orlando game because I think it's important for anybody who wasn't able to catch the game to know that this wasn't like a bad game that DC played. This wasn't like a, like, ah, oh, well, they just, they had an off game or they overlooked the week. This was Jordan Tayamu's best game of the season so far. This was Abram Smith being, the best running back in the league, which he's been all season. I mean, this was a team that played very, very well. I mean, Tayamu ended with 285, only missed eight passes all day, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Abram Smith, 18 for 127, averaging 7.1 yards a carry. It's crazy. So this wasn't just some outlier where it's like, oh, they just had a rough game, no big deal. They played to their level, certainly offensively, and at the end of the game, they had a chance to still win with a field goal. They missed it. But that just goes to show that Orlando is right there. If Orlando can play as well as they can, they're right there with this team. I agree. And what makes it not crazy in my mind is the, the XFL South, uh, where the Guardians are, uh, is the weakest division uh, in the XFL. It's the weakest half. The, the Roughnecks, like you said, they're in first at four and three. You've got the Arlington Renegades at three and four. They stink. And then your Brahmas, two and five. They stink. And then the Guardians. So uh, with Quentin Dormady out here, who just a few weeks ago was was selling secrets to the other side, and now he's a, a starting quarterback in this league. Um, man, it, and the schedule kind of lines up, Kyle. So uh, what I'm looking at here is is this week they're playing the Renegades. That's probably a W. Very winnable. Maybe. Very winnable game. Week week nine, they're playing your Brahmas, another winnable game. So then really what it comes down to is against the Battlehawks, you know, in week 10 to probably clinch a playoff berth. Maybe the Battlehawks are already in. Maybe they're sitting McCarran or or maybe, you know, maybe the the Sea Dragons and DC keep winning and the Battlehawks are out of it and the Guardians have something to play for. Um, So, I mean, at 180 to one, you certainly could do a whole lot worse. You could bet on Haley Deegan in in the truck series. If you want to burn some money, Steve. (laughs) Listen, racing aside, you're, you're spot on with this. I mean, it's, it's still ripe for the taking. And realistically speaking, you know, this Battlehawks team is pretty good as well. This Battlehawks team could very well be already in the playoffs and sitting back and chilling. McCarron could absolutely sit. That could be a game that is meaningless to them, but means a lot to this Guardians team. So, you know, the schedule sets up 
for that game to be very, very important because there's a very good chance that the Guardians win the next two weeks, um, which is exactly what I'll be betting on. But I, I don't think your your 180 to one bet is far off, which is crazy to say because you know last week we were talking that you know I, I don't want recency bias recency bias to get too you know get us let us get too ahead of ourselves, but I think the value's there, and I think that they looked the part this past week. It might just be a, a peek behind the curtain at what they can do. So maybe, you know, they, they know how to win a game now. So maybe we'll go out and the next two two weeks are very winnable games. And it might just set the table for the three and six Orlando Guardians to be able to make the playoffs. It's kind of nuts. Uh, yep. but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, if they win this week against the Renegades, you know, that knocks them down a peg. The Brahmas will probably be eliminated by – I mean, it's just it, – that, that division stinks. So anything can happen. I, I got 10 bucks on it. The Orlando Guardians on DraftKings to uh, be the XFL champion. That is available right now. I would definitely recommend just just a little sprinkle for for some fun. Um, but what else what else did you see this week? Well, I mean, going back through the games, I, I caught a couple of them. I didn't get to see everything. Um, I mean, I was I was all over Seattle, you know, Minus, I I ended up getting, I believe it, I believe I got it at nine. Um, a lot of books had it at nine and a half. So, if you were able to follow me and get it at nine, uh, it, it worked out because you know they won by nine. So it, it, we pushed on that one. Uh, nine and a half took some took some L's. So hopefully you were able to, you know, I shot the line a little bit. I was able to get a nine. So, you know just make sure that you're always shopping lines for anybody listening in anybody who likes to follow us. We always shop lines, but make sure you're shopping it because even a half point means the world. So uh, we were able to push with that though. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I gave out my picks to the book club. We, we missed the show last week. We had some, some stuff going on, um, you know, with the, with the rebrand and, and the new shows and stuff. So, you know, we're, we're finally kind of back on track now. So we missed last week, but I was on the sea dragons. Um, I was on the Brahmas to win and I you, thought you weren't alone, buddy. I was as well. I, I thought that they were going to be able to take this, this Vipers team down. This Vipers team has been really, really rough. They were one in five coming into the game and without Jack Cone, I know we're we're a little bit homerish with with Jack because he's a an ex Golden Domer, but without him, this this quarterbacking situation is putrid. Uh, Kurt Benkert is not enough to get anything done. <laughs> uh, Sorry, um, that guy stinks. The the backup Jawan Pass is the exact opposite of his name. Uh, he is not a good passer, so. Um, I'm not expecting anything out of him. I, this team is. You remember a, him from from Louisville? I think it was. Did he go to Louisville? That guy. Uh, might have. I I don't remember him. You're okay. you're way more, you know, college name snagging than I am. But uh, he, this team is is a very big fade candidate the rest of the year. Um, and the Vipers look good. Uh, they still don't run the ball well, but they they were able to pass the ball really well. Uh, Jalen McClendon ended up, you know, 21 of 31, 264, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, and realistically, the Vipers outplayed them in, in basically every single facet of the game. Um, the Brahmas were 18.2%. On third down efficiency, they were, it was really ugly. They couldn't stay on the field. They couldn't 
you know, push any drive forward. And they just looked really bad. And um, I don't think it's going to change this week. So I think my Brahmas, unfortunately, are a big fade candidate. Um, we talked about Orlando. We talked about Seattle. Those games were both huge. Um, and the last game of the weekend was the St. Louis Battlehawks against the Houston Roughnecks. Now, I, I mentioned it earlier in the show. Houston was a a very, very top of the echelon team for us just a few short weeks ago. And since then, they have been, I, you know, I don't want to say it because it it hurts to say, but they've kind of been a bit of a laughing stock. Uh, this 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 week they they lost twenty four to fifteen. Um, they never really looked into the game. They the, the offense is putrid. Um, last week they lost to DC, scored twenty six. The week before that they they lost to Seattle twenty one fourteen. They only scored fourteen in that game. This is not a team, an offense that's that's really humming. It's not an offense that's been moving, and you certainly can't bring that to a team like St. Louis because I think where the new rankings kind of sit right now is is I still have DC as the number one team, um, Seattle right there is number two, and then St. Louis has moved into the number three spot in in my rankings. I, I think they're the third best team. Um, so realistically, if you're Houston, you can't come out flat like that against that team. That was a really, really big game, and they, they really wanted to take that one. So that was kind of the rest of that week. Um, wasn't a great week. It, this, this, this league has been really tough to kind of gauge. Um, you know, momentum has been much bigger in this league than I expected. So I think that we kind of got to ride the momentum this week and uh, see where that takes us. Uncle Mo, baby, Uncle Mo. All right, that's so all let, it is. Let's take a look at these week uh, week eight games here. Uh, we'll kick it off with the Saturday one p.m. game. We've got the Vegas Vipers. They are seven point dogs heading to play the St. Louis Battlehawks. You can have the Vipers on the money line plus two sixty. You could lay three twenty with the Battlehawks, uh, and this total is forty six and a half. It is the second highest on the board. Yeah, this uh, this game is um, it's it, you know, like I said, we want to kind of ride Uncle Mo, you know, in the passenger seat of Uncle Mo, and uh, you know, both of these teams have pretty good momentum. I mean, Vegas has been a much worse team, but they're coming off of a, a win against San Antonio where they probably feel good about themselves. Um, but St. Louis has been riding with Uncle Mo for the last few weeks. They've been really good um i think seven is a pretty good number here um i do like st louis to cover um i also like the under in this game um last week it you know i, I kind of went through these numbers and, and and whatnot there was only one game that went over 40 points last week um i think the defenses are starting to catch up a little bit um you know there's more film for the defensive and, and head coaches to kind of see. And I think that that is actually really big for this, uh, for this league and, and for these defenses. So, um, you know, the only game that went over was that Orlando DC game, which, you know, if DC hits that, that's a 39, 37 game. So, I mean, that was a ridiculous amount of points. Um, but the highest uh, elsewhere on the board was, was 39. So I'm actually going to sit the under in this game. Um, and I like St. Louis to cover. I'm going to go half unit here on the Battlehawks to 
minus the seven, and I'm gonna go a full unit on the under. Nice. Okay. I I uh I'm leaning that way on on both of these things. Um, first of all, there was news that the Battle Hawks are relocating next season. Did you see that? Um, I did, but you go ahead and yeah, so it out there for peeps. Yeah, I mean it's just they're they're uh they're packing up and they're heading to LA uh next season. So they'll be the LA Battle Hawks, which is kind of crazy to me. Uh another thing that sticks out is where is the league's highest play highest paid player? Where's Brett Hundley? Why is he not taking snaps? He's not hurt. Um, you know, just what what's going on here? I mean, this team is a mess. They to start the season, they had Luis Perez. Um, and they traded him. He was their starter. They they had signed Brett Hundley before the season started, and you thought they were going to work him into the offense, and he's been MIA. They traded our boy. I'm sorry, they released him. You know, so I just I don't know what's going on with this team. They, you know, now now McClendon is back there, uh, who I guess was the the fourth option to start the year. I just I, I don't I don't understand. Um, what I do understand is the continuity with the Battle Hawks. Uh, you know, AJ McCarron has looked, you know, the part. He, he's looked decent. Um, he's the league's second most has the league's second most passing yards. His touchdown interception ratio is seventeen to four. Uh, he's completing almost 70% of his passes. I mean, he's he's doing the job. He looks like a washed-up NFL quarterback out there. Um, so I like the Battle Hawks here. I don't mind laying the seven. I don't think the Vipers are all that good. Um, but I, I think that's a pretty sharp side with the under. I, to me, that is where you have to go. I don't see the Vipers helping too much, especially you know on the road here. So I like the Battle Hawks laying the seven, and I don't mind playing that under either. So I'm with you, buddy. We're We're aligned. I, I like to hear that. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we've got the Bob Stoops-led Arlington Renegades. They are one-point dogs on the road playing in Orlando against the Guardians. Uh, you can have the Renegades on the money line, minus 105. You could take the Guardians, minus 115. This total is 42. Where are you going? This is one of the games I'm not going to play the over-under. Um because of the dynamic offense that we saw out of Orlando. I think last week was exactly what Orlando needed to kind of get things right. And Arlington just continues to be probably the Mendoza line for this league. And I think Orlando is now above that. I know it was one game, but if you watch the game, you saw. Because, I mean, we've watched this league, and I've watched Orlando play. Prior to this week, they looked lost, and it looked like everything kind of just fi- was figured out, and they kind of just were able to put all the pieces together. So I think that them being, uh, you know, only one point favorites here is a gift, and I, I think it's a gift from the books. And I'm going to hammer it. I'm on two units on the Guardians to win outright. Um, I'll give up the point. That's fine with me because I, I think that they end up winning this game pretty handily. Uh, I'm not going to touch the, the over under in this game, but I'm on uh, two units for the, for the guardians here. Minus yeah, the I mean, if I had to play this one uh, on the, the total, I would lean to the over, but I am going with the guardians full send on the money line minus minus one fifteen. I don't want to mess around with the point here. Um, but yeah, like you said, Kyle, this, this, Renegades team, they are the Mendoza line. I mean, they're uh, 
seventh in the the league in passing yardage. They are uh, seventh in the league in rushing yardage. They're just not very good. I mean, they 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 won a couple games early on. Bob Stoops is a bit of a moron. Uh, I'm on on just the full fade wagon of the Arlington Renegades and the San Antonio Brahmas. Um, so I like the Guardians here. Quentin Dormady, spin the rock, baby. Lead us to victory. Just give me the, the Guardians on the money line, minus 115. So that takes us to Sunday. Uh, so we'll get a 3 o'clock game, which fits nicely in my afternoon because the, the boys won't be racing until Sunday night. Uh, so we've got the Brahmas, our four-point dogs, at home against the Houston Roughnecks. This total is 40.5. You can have the Roughnecks minus 180 on the money line. You can grab plus 160 with the Brahmas. Uh, are you betting this game, or is it just to stay away? I'm going to bet it because I like betting all of them. Right? Sure. Um, yeah. we're, we're gamblers. Yeah, you know that's what we do. Um, these are two teams that I am in complete fade territory. Um, both teams have not shown good offense. Both teams have not shown great defense over especially over the last few weeks was my mic muted when i opened that beer it was not okay um, i thought i i thought i muted that I yeah apologize. no no it was good though it was yeah. good um you know we like to keep it loose you know what i mean loosey goosey oh, baby loosey goosey that's all um for this game i think uh i think four is a, a pretty good line um i'm gonna kind of go against the grain here i'm not gonna bet the uh the spread here i'm gonna go over on the uh, on the forty, and uh, is it forty or forty and a half? He said uh, it's forty and a half, but I'm only looking at one book. Uh, I'm sure we could we could find what we want. Yeah, I, I'm going to go over that. Um, I, I know that the unders have kind of been hitting, um, and I think that this game screams the under, which is why I'm feeling good about the over. And I think it's kind of go. I think if you you know. I would assume I haven't looked at it, but I would assume that most of the money is most likely on the under in this game. This has been two very uh, underperforming offenses in in the league, but this is a very important game for both teams. And Houston needs us to kind of right the ship. And we haven't seen them play a team um, kind of down in the dumps as the Brahmas are for Houston over their last three losses. And, this could be exactly what they are. And when they are hitting on, uh, you know, all cylinders, they actually play pretty good offense. And, you know, the Brahmas might be the perfect team. The Brahmas don't score a ton, but they always get you, you know, anywhere over over that 12-point mark. So Houston can easily get over that. I expect this to be more a 20-something, a 20-something game. Um, I, I don't trust the Brahmas to cover but I also don't trust Houston, so I I don't really know kind of where to go here. Like I said, I'm fading both teams, but I, I do like the over because I think this game screams the under. I am going to simply put my money where my mouth is. I need the Roughnecks to win this game for my my Guardians bet to uh, improve on that, that 180 to 1. So I'm going to put two units on the Roughnecks to win on the money line, minus 200. So I'm, I'm risking two to win one. Uh, I think they, they'll they have enough weapons to get this one home. San Antonio, man, they're last in the league in passing and rushing. 
Uh, their defense is is not bad, but I think that the Roughnecks can do enough to, to negotiate a win here. I don't know if they cover or not. Probably not. These Both of these teams are, are not very good. Um, public perception is probably on the under, so you're right. This will probably be an over game. Uh, you know, classic, you know, when two inept teams face each other, you don't know what to expect. Fade the public here. I would lean the over. I'm not going to play it, but I will be getting down on the Roughnecks money line minus 200. So, cool. That takes us to Sunday night. This is the game of the week, maybe the game of the year so far. You've got the D.C. Defenders heading out to Seattle, heading out west. They are one-and-a-half-point dogs. This total is set at 47. It's the, the highest total of the week. The Defenders, you can have them on the money line plus 105. The Sea Dragons, you can lay a buck twenty-five. There's only one way I'm looking here. I'm hoping you'll back me up. Yeah, I think you're going to be pretty happy about where I'm at here. Um, I, I'm I'm on the Seattle Sea Dragons. Um, I'm, let's, I'm on their, let's go. I'm on their money line here. Uh, this kind of you know jumps right along you know right on the train here that that I'm on with Uncle Mo. Um, we've seen it in this league multiple times now as soon as a team loses they start to falter a little bit and you know you're not dealing with the confidence that you would teams in the nfl where good teams usually don't lose back-to-backs um these are still pretty young kids there's a couple nfl talents in here but there's some there's still some pretty young kids and uh you know i don't i don't think there's been a team as hot as seattle over the last few weeks I mean, they very well could be the number one team in the league. I still have DC over them, but this week will tell a lot. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I I think the right side here is Seattle. And uh, I'm going to be on Seattle money line for a unit. And uh, I'm going to lean the under. Okay. I know this is the highest one on the board. And we always see some points out of Seattle with, with Danucci. We always see, yeah, we always see some points out of that Danucci and, and DC has been really good offensively. Um, but again, this is a game that screams the over. Um, I don't feel confidently enough, you know, either way here to really bet it, but I'm going to lean the under because I think it screams the over here. And I think that this is how the books are staying kind of you know afloat in this xfl season here so i'm gonna lean the under here but uh yeah i'm on seattle for for a unit here on the money line that is fantastic i will join you on the sea dragons i have already bet this game i'm two units in um well i'm risking to win two units so i'm, I'm two and a half on the sea dragons here I, I mean you've got the east coast team heading west there is no beer snake uh we get to fade jordan Tayamu which is one of my favorite activities. It hasn't really worked out so far this year, but um, I think it's going to work this week. Uh, the Sea Dragons, Kyle, have added a, a big name for the XFL this week. They signed Philip Lindsay, NFL running back from you know the, the, the Broncos. I mean, the kid runs hard. He will run through a brick wall, and there's not a lot of brick walls in the XFL. Um, so I, I think that's going to improve this, this rushing offense, uh, which has been carried by the Danuch the last few weeks with the, the RPOs. I think he's had 50 yards on the ground um, last week, the week before the week before that. So he's kind of been a, um, a do it all like a, a almost a Swiss army knife out there, but you know, that, that should take some of the, 
the pressure off his legs where he can concentrate on, on just spinning the rock out there to Josh Gordon and the league's leading receiver, Jacor Pearson, this Seattle team, they have weapons everywhere. And, you know, they're coached by Jim Hazlitt, who is a, you know, somewhat defensive minded coach. He, you know, he, he, he had that um, reputation in the NFL. They held Arlington last weekend to 15 points. I mean, this defense is starting to to come around. The offense is always clicking under June Jones. I, I love it, man. I love this Sea Dragons team. I think I got pretty lucky that that I jumped on board with them, uh, you know, before the season. And I'm, I'm a lifelong Seattle Sea Dragons fan. Nobody nobody roots harder and has rooted longer than me for this team. So uh, give me the Sea Dragons. I'm, I'm laying it on the money line. Two and a half units to win two even Seattle Sea Dragons. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, your breakdown there is, is really good. And I think – I don't think we can take – for granted or take lightly the Philip Lindsay signing. Um, that guy is a true NFL talent. The fact that he's not on a roster right now kind of blows my mind a little bit um, because he was always productive. Because he, he has bad hair. You know, I, it, the, the hair sticking is. out of the it's, back of the, the helmet yeah. always bothered me. It's a stupid haircut. It really but real, Realistically, um, kind of what it reminds me of is uh, the, you know, we were – Big USFL guys, you know, we watched the whole season. One of the biggest moves that we saw in that league was the Birmingham Stallions midseason signing of Bo Scarborough. Huge. And that, I mean, they were the best team in the league the the whole year. They, they really were. But realistically, when he came in, that took them to a different level. It took them to a different echelon, a different tier of – team really of, of 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 the league you know they went from you know that number one that top tier to a level above where anybody else could match and realistically it won them a championship so you know i think that seattle making this move and getting a player that says uh you know as long as he can stay healthy but you know getting a player that's as talented and as seasoned and you know his ability to run the ball and he's not a terrible pass catcher out of the backfield. Yeah. I mean, the guy had three down back. Yeah. He had, he had 2000 yard seasons in the NFL. I mean, this, he made the pro bowl as a rookie. This is a good signing. Yeah. I mean, I think the big, that guy's biggest issue was where he ended up signing in, you know, in the NFL. I mean that, or or when he got traded. Yeah. I mean that, that was, that was the issue. You know what I mean? I think the, the guy was, you know, he probably could have signed elsewhere and he might still be in the league right now. So, you know, I think that this move might be a lot bigger than a lot of people think. And uh, like I said, it's very reminiscent of the Bo Scarborough signing, which ultimately led Birmingham to the to the finals and, and, and to hoist in the trophy. So this could be the move that we look back on with Seattle and go, that was where they got better than everybody else. Yeah, and, you know, that could be it. I, I, I agree. And I, I, you know, I kind of forgot about that Bo Scarborough signing. I know we talked about it a lot last year on the show, but uh, I love the parallel there. And I, I hope that that's true. So let's go see Dragons. I mean, this this is a, a good time of year for my my guys in green, blue, orange, and white. I mean, it just rolls right off the tongue. 
<laughs> all those colors, man. <laughs> just really easy. <laughs> it's 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 really memorable. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, honestly, when it comes to the XFL, I think we're I think we're wrapped up pretty good. Um, but I I do want to encourage people to get into the book club. Um, you know we've we've done a little bit of a of a rebranding here over the last uh a little you know last little bit and uh you know we are now the the backdoor cover boys and uh we are kind of taking everything by storm we got some really really fun things planned uh we have some uh really good things in the works as of now and the one thing that's been constant the whole time has been the book club and that has been consistently shelling out money um you know, Arch with his baseball picks have, have you know, always been good. He's, he's always making money there, uh, no matter what he thinks of my podcasting ability. And uh, listen, whether you guys had a down week or not this past week in racing, I mean, there's bread and butter right there. So, you know, we've got everybody here throwing out picks. Steve's golf picks are off the fucking chain. Yeah, we had a we had 180 to one that was alive up until the very last putt last weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you say it all the time. It's the best, best kept secret in sports. You know, it's, 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 it's fantastic. I would encourage everybody to get into that. Uh, you know, other than that, you know, be ready because we've got some really important stuff coming up. Baseball season just started. We got the NBA playoffs coming up. We've got the NFL draft coming up, which I know we're going to do a little draft special. Uh, for for the for everybody who wants to listen in, um, that's going to be some some live work, and uh, yeah, that's that that's really it. You know, get in the book club and and make some money. Bingo! You can find it over at thedgens.net. You get a three day free trial. After that, it's twenty five bucks a month. So stick around for the three days. See if you like it, and you will, and you'll stay. And it's twenty five bucks a month. You get all the racing pits picks. Um, Arch had an eleven unit dart day on. I think it was Friday and uh, I, I had no idea what was happening. I logged in and I think I was like 26 and seven or something throughout the course of the day. It's like, Holy shit. That's a lot of money on darts. But uh, I think we have reached our allotted time of 34 minutes. Kyle, take us home. That's it. Everybody. Let's have a good week in the XFL. And uh, other than that, adios muchachos. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.